What's up, world? It's Amy Ball, and welcome to Skeletons from the Closet, where we dig up the past to help you build a better future. Let's kick that closet door open, shall we? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Skeletons from the Closet. I'm Amy Ball, your no BS guide to uncovering the dirt and polishing it into pure gold. So before we dive into today's jaw-dropping episode, I want to ask you, because I've been thinking about this, knowing the guest that's coming on very well, um, but some of the things that he was talking about made me reflect on myself. And you know, I figured you had these moments too, where it's like you find yourself kind of running on empty, constantly catering to the whims and needs of everybody else. You you play this eternal people pleaser, forever caregiver. And one day you wake up and realize like, oh my God, what's left for me? I think so often we hand out every slice of our own pie and suddenly our dish is completely empty. And if you are nodding your head yes, then I think today's guest will hit you like a ton of bricks because my guest today is none other than Jeff Brecken. I met Jeff roughly three years ago in one of those high stakes masterminds, and I'm not going to steal his thunder and share how he's been through the ringer of the ups and downs and all the curveballs and bullshit that life throws at you. But here's the cool thing. Jeff is different. And He's figured out the way to confidently say, screw this. I'm up next. It's my turn to shine and go down this life of radical self-discovery. And I can promise you it's a story you don't want to miss. So do yourself a favor, hang around for just tips on how he conquered all this. And Jeff Brecken, who is my friend, an amazing entrepreneur, my kick in the ass when I need it. Welcome to Skeletons from the Closet. I just got chills, Amy Ball. That was an awesome, 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 uh, not really review of my life because uh, there's a lot more to it, but uh, that's an awesome intro. And I am so honored to be on the, I don't know if it's first, but one of the first episodes of Skeletons in the Closet. And I adore you so much and, and I just appreciate the, appreciate you a lot. So. Oh, well, that makes my heart happy. So Jeff, you know, um, I did, I shared a lot there and I think I know a lot about you, but I don't know at all, which is kind of like the goal of all this because I want to know more, you know how I am. I'm like, tell me more, tell me more. So, I mean, obviously you're running this business. You're like most entrepreneurs, you go through the ups and downs and everything else, but give me, give me a little bit of background as to what got you here and, and kind of the journey you've been on over the course of your life, where you started, what it looks like now? You know, um, that's such an awesome question. And very few podcasts even like get to that, like you started out deep. So I really appreciate that. And in the intro, you said, you know, he's kind of figured out what he wants to do in life, all that stuff. But man, there's a lot of ups and downs, like you said. And to be honest with you, there's been super highs and there's been super lows, but it really truly all comes down to what are you passionate about? What do you want to get out of life? Who are you? And like very few people ask those questions. And one of the basic questions is like, who am I? What do I want to be? Where do I want to go in life? You know, there's been, I, I started out um, from college uh, working sales and, and then I was making really good money at age 21, 22, 23, but I wasn't happy. 
So then I went into one of my passions was construction. And that lasted like eight years. I, I did over, you know, built over a hundred um, homes. And, and then the, you know, I had so many things happen to me, great and, and not so great over that, that eight year period. But then it's like, okay, well now what am I going to do? Because the, the economy went to hell. So many people came out of, uh, got out of the construction industry. And I'm like, I'm never gonna, I'm never going to be in an industry where it is, where it's not control, where I can't control it, to be honest with you, because the economy back in 2008, 2009, I didn't pivot like I should have, but I wasn't part of a lot of groups or, or a mastermind that showed me the way to pivot, or I didn't have a coach to say, Hey, why don't you just pivot like four degrees and do this and then continue on that, you know, you, you had mentioned earlier that you and I met at a mastermind in Dallas and those masterminds getting around the same people, getting around your tribe, getting around the people that, that think the same way, that act the same way. And I, and I'm not saying same, like we're all characters in our own right, but it's finding your tribe. You know, I was on a boat in 2019 going to Ed Milet's Lake place in, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And the next door neighbors was John Elway, A-Rod and Tony Robbins. Like what an amazing thing. Right. But, but the whole thing is, is I was on a boat on a huge barge with a hundred people that I did not know one person when I boarded that barge, not one person. And I felt the most at home that I've ever felt in my entire life. It was just a calming effect. Like this is where you belong. And if you've never, ever had that, that feeling, you better try and find it because it is unbelievable. So I'm going to stop you there because I think what you're saying is like, first of all, it's pure freaking gold and you're cutting right through all the crap that people tell themselves all the time, as far as like, you're not made for these rooms. You're not supposed to be in here. And that's what we tell ourselves. And I think it's such bullshit because we we construct, and you even said it, you know, about asking, you know, who are you? Tell me about yourself. And what happens is we feel like we know who we are, but I think a lot of times we lie to ourselves. Like when we say, oh, this is my purpose. I want to go out into the world and I want to, I want to impact a million lives by blah, 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 blah. And the reality is, I think deep down, you know, some of those same people are saying, I want to be fucking rich and I don't care how I get there. And the thing about that is that's not bad. We're just not acknowledging the truth about who we are and what we want and what's the best path for us to get there so we can actually be fulfilled. But then on the same token, what you're talking about with the boat. So like these rooms that you need to get in that, you know, like you said, finding your tribe, surrounding yourself. I don't believe that a lot of people feel the same way as you. I think a lot of people are more like getting into these rooms and they're like completely intimidated. I know I'm one of them sometimes. And I've actually recently had this conversation with myself where it's like, I don't feel comfortable here. And sometimes, but I realize that the areas I feel the least comfortable in are like these local networking groups, these mom and pop B&Is and rotaries and chambers. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not my tribe. Like you're saying, yeah. so help me understand like 
What do you think it was when you walked into this environment that made you feel so at home versus how a lot of people would walk into a situation like that filled with a room of basically ballers? Yeah. And be intimidated. Yeah. What was different? A hundred percent. You know, to be honest with you, like I, I grew up playing sports, was a hockey guy, was a football guy, but hockey was my was my thing, right? And I've always had a coach. And when I got out of high school, guess what? I didn't have a coach anymore. And I, after, uh, you know, I talked about construction. After construction, I got into a, um, insurance. We were doing business with businesses. So um, health, life, dental, disability, all types of benefits, right? And I still own that company. But I grew that to 44 agents. And I'm in Minnesota. When I started that company, my play box or, or sandbox, so to speak, was a 50-mile radius um, from my home. Then within about a year, I mean, and I, I was very successful at that with my first year. I started recruiting people and all of a sudden my 50 miles radius from my home got to be 300. And then the next year I was, you know, successful again. And it's like, okay, well now I got to expand my sandbox. Mm -hmm. There was a point in 2015 when I wanted to totally, like I wasn't, I wasn't challenged anymore. And to me, it's all about the challenge and what can I conquer next? And I went from about five states to about 17 states, but I didn't do that alone. One of my mentors, a uh, great guy out of, out of New Orleans, Good he city. said, Jeff, you, yeah, right. The, the great Louisiana, the Bayou, right? Um, he said, Jeff, you need a sales coach. Like you have goals, you have dreams, you have ambitions. You need to get yourself a sales coach to, to help you uh, along that journey and along that path. And I'm like, I've never even heard of a sales coach. What are you talking about? You know, I've had coaches with athletics, but it just made sense to me. So I got myself a sales coach and he walked me through like the next two years, I went from 17 States to 30 States. And then I had an opportunity to join an awesome mastermind. And this is where the, the hundred people on the, on the barge was. Right. And then I went from 30 States to 46 States. And it was just about being able to level up, know, you know, where your sandbox is, where you, where's your playground. My playground is all over the world right now. And it's, it's just a mindset that says, you know, if I can do business in, in a 50 mile radius of my home or a, or a 10 block radius, right. If it doesn't matter what you are, like as far as your, your business or your entrepreneurship, you just need to expand your mind and say, man, like if people in the, in a 50 mile radius of my house, can they want me right they they like me they uh, they like what i have to offer why not a 300 mile radius why not a 3000 mile radius and expand your expand your mindset and everything seems to level up now one of the reasons why i wasn't comfortable at a bni group again like you said there's nothing wrong with those groups but it's the mindset of how big is your sandbox where is your play box right um, your playground and that's the people that you need to get in front of or, or as a peer group, right? When, we, uh, when you and I met in Dallas, we both had the, the mindset of the world is my playground and nothing's going to stop me. And you need to get around those people and that's your tribe. So it, it, it really, truly does um, level up your mindset, your people, your peers, your tribe. When you do that, the world is at your fingertips. I, I couldn't agree more, but I mean, I mean, Jeff, let's cut the crap. I, I think a lot of people are sitting there like, 
well, I've known these people my whole life and these are the people I do business with and this is where my business is and I have a storefront and I can't do business worldwide. And yeah, it sounds great and all that he went from, you know, 17 to 34 and grew so fast and got this coach, but I don't have the resources and I don't have this. And we throw ourselves all kinds of excuses. And I think what people don't understand is that, you know, with some of those seismic shifts, like you're talking about, that there's a lot of sacrifices that people make. So, you know, what were, what were a few of the sacrifices that you had to make to be successful, to change this drive? I literally just got chills. Um, not because it's cold, because it, you just hit the nail on the head. I didn't think that I could do it. I, sometimes I still doubt myself and, and that's a super normal, but to get out of the, the local to the regional, to the territory, to, to us, whatever it is, right. You have to realize that the only person that is holding you back from your dreams is the person looking back at you in the mirror every single morning and every single night. Once you get out of that mindset, there's nobody holding you back. Absolutely nobody. You know, over the years, I've, I've had lots of groups. I've had hundreds of people in my local town that I could go off and have a beer with, right? But they weren't my people. And it got really lonely because I was thinking at one level and we were talking at a, at a totally lower level. And I don't like that. I do not like shallow talk. I don't like shallow conversation. I like a deeper conversation. I like to get to know people. And I know that you're the same way. And that's why we get along so well. And that's why my friends are scattered all over the world, most of them in the, in the United States and North America, but I have people in the Philippines. I've got people in, in the UK that I talk to. Um, it's just, it's a mindset, it's a, it's a mindset shift be, to be able to say, I can do this, not I can't do this. I'm not gonna do this, right? Like it's just a mindset shift. And once you get out of that, that once you get out of your own way, it's just, Growth is, a, is an amazing thing if you want it. A lot of people don't want it, and that's okay too. So when you say your mindset shift, I mean, what are that's not easy. You know, when you've, when you've lived a life for 30 or 40 years and, and mm-hmm. you're accustomed to the way you've been doing things, you're in your comfort zone, it's, you know, kind of a shell shock to get out of that sometimes. And to look in the mirror, you might say, oh, I'm a great person. I'm doing this. I'm doing better than I was yesterday. But the reality is sometimes the changes that people make, it's just it's just not enough. Like it still keeps them comfortable. So how do how did you deal with and I know this personally because I mean, hell, you know, my story. I've been through the gamut, you know, divorce, depression, like anxiety, yep. roller coaster, business deals. Sometimes the biggest challenges I know for me and the sacrifices that I had to make to be successful were two sides of the same coin. It seemed like sometimes the decisions that I had to make for the better were these equal sides of light and darkness, right? Right. There wasn't like, it seemed dark in the moment. Like I have to go through all this shit. I have to make this decision. But in order for me to see the light, this is going to have to be done. So, you know, as somebody who's looking in the mirror and you're looking back at life and thinking about the person who you want to be and how you're going to accomplish that with building you know, the right people around you. What are some things that you told yourself as you went through different challenges to say, okay, I I just have to push through this and I can do it intentionally because I'm doing X, Y, and Z. That's such a good question and observation, to be honest with you, because each level that you go up from in your playground, right in your sandbox, 
there's going to be challenges and there's going to be people that try and hold you back. It's almost like the, the five crabs in a, in a boiling pot. If one tries to get out, four of them grab them and, and, and bring them back in. So true. And I'm a living testimony to that, to be honest with you, because like every time that I tried to level up and get to that next level, there was people that, that I had to leave in the wayside. There was uh, like I, four or five years ago, five years ago now, I started on a journey to get everybody negative out of my life. Well, I'll be honest with you that like that was four or five, six of my closest friends. And I just said, we had a different, and not that I wouldn't say hi to them or give them a call on their birthday or whatever. Now they're still in my life. However, I don't see them on a weekly basis anymore. I don't see them on a daily basis. I don't talk to them a couple times a day. I have other people that are on the same level than me that, than I do uh, that took that place, but they're still in my life. It's almost like the, the, the trees, right? There's a reason why that there are seasons, especially like in Minnesota where the leaves are changing right now. There's people that, are, that might be in your life for an hour, a, a minute that you might smile at that it changed their life. But there's also people like, and they'll come and go frequently, rapidly. But there's also people like branches that are in your life for two, three, four years that sometimes that's okay. I mean, people come and go out of your life and you have to be very cognizant of where your energy, where you're putting your energy, where your energy is going and who you're putting your energy into. And the reverse of that, who is is putting your energy into you that... Um, you know, it might be one-sided. Who are you putting your energy into that you, that might be one-sided as well? I've cut all those people out of my life that it's one-sided. If I got to text somebody and I don't get a text back, they're not probably going to get a text the second time, right? And I've had people like that. And I'll be honest with you, like there's some sacrifices that I've made in my life that I cut my longest relationship I've ever had is about 30 years. I cut that person out of my life because the gap was way too, it, it, it was, it couldn't come back together. The, the relationship, I was on a growth mode. She was not. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, except for about five years, she said, I think I'm an anchor to you. I think I'm an anchor to you. Well, guess what? You were an anchor. And I needed to get past that relationship to be able to get to that next level. And that was a sacrifice. I, I I got out of that relationship. I still love her. I, I will always love her. But it, in order for both of us to grow, that needed to end. And sometimes that just that's a sacrifice that you have to make. I didn't do it. I didn't do that to bring my business to the next level. I did that to bring me to my ultimate happiness and to pursue my purpose in life. And that is a big, that's a big deal for me. That's huge. I mean, basically what you just said there is I have this 30 year relationship and this is where people get stuck. They're like, I've, I've been here forever. This is all I know. What will people think? What will happen? Am I making a poor decision? But it's like you sat there and you were like, I love you. I'll always love you. I'll always cherish these moments, but I love me too. And I, like you said earlier, I know who I am. You know who you are. And I love you enough and I love myself enough to know this isn't what's best for either of us. And that's not an easy fucking conversation to have. Amy, when you choose you, your life changes. Like you said earlier, like 
you did everything for everybody else for so long. I did the exact same thing. I'm a recovering empath right now. Like now I put myself first. It's almost like that analogy, right? When you're on an airplane and they come on and before you're taxiing, they say, hey, if we lose cabin pressure, please put your own mask on before helping or assisting other, other passengers. I'm telling you, like, if you don't put your mask on every single day, and I'm not talking COVID mask, fuck that thing. But, <laughs> Um, but you, you you have to you have to you have to put you first, and when you don't do that, you finish last mm-hmm. all the time. Period. Yeah. I I agree wholeheartedly. Look, I can I can tell you, and I'm going to ask you a question about this too because you know it's hard to go from a people pleaser or somebody who's just so genuinely concerned and just truly wants to help people. I actually made a post on Facebook this morning about like, sometimes I just want to take people and shake them and be like, please let me help you, but you can't force it on them. And so me as somebody, like I said, who historically has been someone who's like, I want to help you. I want to do this for you. Let me solve the problem that you have is understanding, you know, where's that line? Because it's not, it's, it's not like this red flag just all, to, all of a sudden goes up and it's like, okay, you've reached the point. You need to cut this person off now. So for you, has it been, and I can tell you what my line was. And um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but a number of years ago, um, you know, I'm mom, business owner, all this stuff. And I literally, it's probably about 11 o'clock at night and I walk into my laundry room And I go to throw another load of laundry into the washing machine. And as I'm putting it in, I start and like, I'm not a big crier, but I start hysterically fucking crying. And when I tell you hysterically, I'm like (gasps) sobbing, can't catch my breath, fall on the floor. Like, and I'm literally crying over, I have to wash these clothes again. And that's all I kept saying was like, this is never going to end. I'm just going to keep washing clothes every fucking day. Like these people are going to keep wearing them and nobody's helping me. And I'm just doing this over. And tomorrow these clothes are going to be dirty again. And when I sat there and started thinking about it, like, oh my God, you, you giant pussy. Why are you crying over washing clothes? And the reality of it was I was crying because that was my life. Like it was this vicious cycle of, oh my God, when is the monotony? When is this unfulfilling hamster wheel gonna stop and like you said it was like that was a turning point for me that was a meltdown of epic proportions where I was like the people I'm around the things that I'm doing the decisions that I'm making me putting myself out there and burning the candle at both ends to help people who don't want to be helped has to stop so my question to you is what what was that that point where was it intuition? Was it like just an aha moment that you said, this cannot continue? That's such a good question. The answer is not that clear to me. Well, it is to me, but it's not that clear to, to be able to, to, to portray this to everybody and your listeners. But I was, I helped so many people. I, I had a team of 44 insurance agents across the country. I poured everything in to each one of those agents and they were not, I didn't hardly get a thank you, right? Like I did a CRM. I was paying 10 to $15,000 a month 
for a CRM for them, like as an independent brokerage, I wasn't charging them a dime. And they, they, they kept taking advantage and they kept taking advantage and they kept taking advantage. And I kept giving sales away to new reps so they could put food on their table. And it just, it got to the point where they started leaving. They got, they were successful. They started leaving to do their own thing. And when they left, they found out the stark reality of exactly what I was doing for them, right? Like I had everything for my agents, but they weren't, no, they weren't grateful. Right. And I got, I was got, I was so sick and tired of being stepped on and taken advantage of that. I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done. I'm going to do me and that's it. And everything that I do is for my family, for my girls, for me, not for my agents anymore. I'll be honest with you. I love, I love serving people. I love helping people, but I'm going to do me first. And then if there's anything left over, I'm going to do my clients. I'm going to help everybody else that I can possibly help. But my cup is going to be full first. It's one of those things that's, you talk about skeletons in the closet. I, when I reach out to somebody for help, and if I don't get that help, I've always been this way, to be honest with you. It's not a good, it's not good. This is, this is not a good way to be. If I can't trust that person to do one thing for me, I'm never going to ask them to do another thing for me again. And that's, that's, that's the old Jeff. When it, when it came right down to it, like people have their own stuff to do. And my stuff was on the back burner. What for me should have been on their front burner, right? Because I'm helping them out. And if they can't help me for a little bit, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just going to do it myself. And then I cut those people out of my life. And that was, that's a, that's a toxic thing that I had to get past. Now I just pick and choose who that I want to help versus helping everybody. Because I know, like you said earlier, some people just don't have it in them that, and they don't want to be helped. It's almost like reading a book. And today I get this out of, you know, the first half of the book and I go back and I, I read it three years later and I get totally something different out of that book. People are either open-minded to, to, to have what you ha- uh, to need, what you have to say or for your help or they're closed-minded and they just don't need your help. And I'm not going to wait around for that to happen. I agree. You know, what's so funny is something you just said, like struck a chord with me. And I wonder how many people, because, and that's why I laughed while you were still talking because like, this is totally me. And I, it makes me wonder how many people are out there that that do this same thing and don't think about it this way. So one of the things you said just now was that it's almost like you're speaking at both sides of your mouth. And I know you're not because I experienced this is like, I just want to help people. I want them to see that I'm helping them. I want them to be appreciative and I want them to be grateful, not for the accolades, but that way. So we can so we can make the relationship better. And then you say, but I'm not one to ask for help. And if I ask you, it's a big deal for me. And if you don't help me, I'm going to push you away and I won't need you anymore. 100%. And that is totally me. So it's almost like we're the fixers. We want to help. We want to please. We want people to do better. And yet we take all their burdens on us and we try to fix ourselves and, and never ask for help. So when we finally do, it's almost like this, for me, anyway, it's been like this, this buildup of resentment in the back of my head for all these people that I've helped. And then I'm finally being vulnerable. And I'm finally saying, Hey, can can you I'm at I'm at my wits end. I need help. Can you please help me? 
and then being turned away. And then it's like, well, what the fuck? I've been helping all these people and, and you can't do this one thing for me. So screw it. I'm never going to ask for help again. And I'm just going to handle it all on my own. Yeah. And that's, that's a toxic trait that, that I have. And I think a lot of people have, but if you recognize it and be vulnerable to the fact that they've got their own stuff, they've got their own messes to do, right? Like your stuff is not top of the line right now, but give them some time. And I, I expect so much, like if somebody asks me to do something, I'm going to do it. If they ask me to do it, it should be on the top of the list to do. My stuff should be, you know, obviously if, if I have something absolutely emergency that I have to do, then I'm going to tell them that. Right. But and I'm going to get to it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to help you out. But I got this emergency happening over here. I got this fire over here that I got to, I got to get done first. And then I'll, then you're, you're on the next, but there's people out there that, that I've, that I've cut out of my life that never wanted to help. They never, they were in it. It was, it was self-serving for me to be in their life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And right that. now I only deal with people that it's a two way street. If I text them, they text me back. If they text me, I text them back. Like, there's, there's no in between and everybody knows where everybody sits. If that makes sense. Like that's the true relationships, the, the, the caring relationships that I want to be in. So let me ask you something, because this is something I've struggled with is that you let these, you know, you get into these relationships and you push and you push and you push because you want that to be there. Maybe it's a family member, you know, personally, I've had a fallout with a family member in the last few years. I reached out to them here recently within the last month. And it was, it was very open and honest. And like, I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. Like, can we have a conversation mm-hmm. and never got a response, you know? And so I think sometimes we, we want it so bad that it starts, like you said, the toxicity forms within us. So what do you think is like the emotion that needs to be felt by people so that they go, hey, I'm feeling this now and I'm seeing this isn't a two-way street anymore and it's time for me to cut bait. Like, what, what yeah. is that like? You know, when uh, this is such a good, I love this question, Amy, because of the fact that the answer for me, you hit it on the head when you said open and honest, as well as a little bit earlier, you said vulnerability. When people want to be vulnerable, they're going to be open and honest with you. If people don't get back to you or if they are unwilling to be uh, vulnerable with you or open and honest, they always point fingers, right? Like they don't look within to say, okay, this is what's going on. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to rectify it, all that stuff. This is how I want to, uh, I want to, my vision, my, my purpose. If you can't live your purpose, you can't live genuinely, you can't live authentically without being vulnerable, open and honest. And when people refuse to do that, and that this has just literally been within the last three years of my, my thoughts, because I recognize that if people are not going to be vulnerable with me or they're, they can't be open and honest if they're not vulnerable. And to me, I only want to deal with vulnerable people. And that's who I, we can truly serve and help um, the people that are open and honest. And do you confront those situations or do you just typically like let them go like let it roll off your back nope let it roll right off my back because i can't you cannot change anybody in this life i don't care if you have a 30-year relationship i don't care if it's two weeks old you cannot you might think you can change people but you cannot change anybody 
That's what I mean. You have to, when I talked about earlier, you have to find your tribe. And it's not about changing anybody. It's about being vulnerable, honest, and open to be able to, to say, hey, this is, this is one of my people. I got I to gotta, I gotta hold on to that person, right? Or this is, this is not, this, they're, we're not playing on the same page here. They're not vulnerable. They're not open. They're not honest. They're not looking at themselves. Okay, time to let you go. And maybe, maybe that time is just not the right time. And maybe in two years or five years or 10 years, it will be. But for right now, I'm going to put you on the back burner. You're not my people. And I'm going to, I'm going to go and talk to the people or, or serve the people that, that are open and honest and vulnerable with me. Do you ever still have those moments though, where you're talking to somebody who you're close to and they're, you totally see they're not being open and honest and vulnerable and you just want to like punch them in the face? Yeah. It's, and a lot of that to me, it's about being present giving a hundred percent presence in your time, meaning don't be on your phone talking to somebody. Don't be looking at the weather. Don't be looking at, at people passing behind people. Like, and this has been very hard for me. I shouldn't say hard, but I've been working on this the last three years as well is trying to be absolutely 100% present when I'm in a conversation That's so I, I know when people are present with me and it makes me feel like I'm the only one in the world with them right now, right? And to have that feeling and to be able to give that feeling to people is, and you do this super well, Amy, and I, I, that's one of the things I appreciate you, is when, when you and I talk, you are so into that conversation and you're present. There's nothing else going on. The house could be burning down around you, but you are in that conversation. And being present like that is, that's a gift. And, and, uh, and an awesome trait to have. Thank you. And I, I, I feel the same. And I think that is so hard for people nowadays because, I mean, there's so many distractions. Not only the distractions with like technology and everything else, but the distractions that we have in our own heads. You know, we say about being present and I see so many gurus all the time and experts say, you know, just you have to move past what happened, your history, you have to move past the past, essentially, and just be present and focus on moving forward. But the challenge is if people don't, like you said, if they're not willing to look at inside themselves and understand why the past happened and start answering them those type of questions to determine, well, this is what happened because I wasn't being who I know I am. And I wasn't tackling, and I heard this on your last podcast that you did where you were like self-narrating it. And you talked about the five questions to ask. And I think they were like, you know, where did I come from? Who am I? Why am I here? How should I live? And where am I going? And I think those are so important because you are, you're, you're acknowledging that this is who I was. This is where I come from. I and understanding and dealing with that so that way you can grieve, I guess, the person you were and be present with the people who are now your tribe, who you're seeing yep. and who are seeing you. And you know, that's, I think that's what's missing in like connection and, and faith in people. Like it's a hundred percent. You're you're spot on with that. It's truly like when you I'm not going to bullshit anybody out there. Like when you go from your different levels, right? Like it could be six levels. It could be 10 levels. I don't, it doesn't matter. Like the sky's the limit, not even the sky, like uh, whatever. Uh, there's no limits on you unless you put those limits on yourself, but it is a lonely ass road. 
when I got rid of some really good people, uh, and they are good people, they're just not my people right now, right? It's a lonely ass road. Like, I'll be honest with you. I'm the one that wanted to get out of a 30-year relationship. It was lonely. Like, I, I, had, a, I had at least a couple year grieving that before, I, and, before and after um, about what I was doing and what I did and all that stuff. But to be honest with you, like, I've grown exponentially since then. And had I not taken that step, I would have never, ever grown. Uh, I might have grown a little bit, but not exponentially like that. I don't know. It's just it's it's if you've never gone through that, that loneliness of leveling up and being with a different tribe, all that stuff like it, it's a, it's an amazing feeling being with that tribe. But when you when you're truly alone and not with those people, it is it's a lonely, lonely road. And that's, and I, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, Amy, but man, I, I sure have. Yeah, it's, it's, and it makes you feel pathetic and, and like, where do I go now? And you're stuck with your own thoughts and your own world. You're not able to bounce ideas off of people. Would you say that something that maybe helped you get through that was just understanding your own truth? Because I personally feel like one of, that's one of the things that has helped me get through certain situations where I was so conflicted by what others might think. And when I understand why I'm doing it and I'm true to myself and I'm like, it's take it or leave it. It is what it is. I don't feel that judgment anymore. Like they might still have it, but it doesn't impact me and I can move forward freely. You know, you know, what's helped me get past all that is, and I'll be honest with you. I grew up Catholic but in like after high school, I'm like, all right, this, this something's wrong. Like I, I questioned <laughs> the whole thing. Right. And I was never religious. I was never spiritual again until about three years ago. And I, I pray, like I talk to God more than I, more than people. I truly believe that go to church for an hour on Sunday. Like I, that's my everyday thing. And when I ask, am I on the right path? And I get a yes back that like that just strengths strengthens my my spirituality number one but but it strengthens the fact that i know i'm on the right path if that makes sense and this all might woo be woo stuff and if you're not into spirituality and all that stuff i'm okay with that whatever but you're probably not in my tribe if you are and you know what i'm talking about we're probably in the same tribe so what do you mean by that you get a yes back because some people might be sitting and listening like like, are you hearing things, Jeff? What's going on? But that yes might be in the form of the phone ringing. And it's that person on the other line that said exactly what you needed to hear. Am I right? Like, give me an example. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, you and I have a really good friend, um, Lisa Marie Platsky. And, and she's helped me out so, so, so much with this. But it's all about your intuition and making sure, like, because everybody, everybody's got like two birdies, right? One on each shoulder. One of them's like the devil, and and this is one of my be the best books I've ever read is Outwitting the Devil by uh, by Napoleon Hill, and one is a, one's good, right? Like mm -hmm. good versus evil, and you know when you have a my own sense of inside internal talk, it's usually the bad one, right? Like no, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that, or sometimes sometimes it's yes, and the good one's like no, you shouldn't do that, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's it's all about being in the listening of 
of who's talking to you? Is it internally or are you literally getting something from your guides that say you are on the right path? Yes, go ahead. This is the right thing. Now, here's an example. And this is freaking crazy example. Oh, these are the things I love. I am selling a lot of stuff right now because I'm embarking on another journey, which I'm not going to tell you on this podcast because I, I haven't started it yet. But I have started, well, I have started selling some things. But here's the thing. Like I, I posted last week, hey, I got couches for sale, right? But I posted like couches and bar stools and a spare bed and a bedroom set, not like tons of different things, right? The Literally, the first person that reached out to me was a guy that he's 60 years old, going through a divorce. He's got like a 5,000 square foot house. And he takes a look at my couches and he goes, yep, absolutely. I'll take them. I'm not going to. And this is like on Craigslist or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And people that do that, they, they barter like, oh, hey, this is, oh, it's $1,000. I'll give you 500. It's not worth any more than that, right? And it, this guy did not barter one time. And then he's like, so what's your, what's your story? And so I told him my journey that I'm about to embark on. And he's like, well, what else are you selling? And so I'm like, well, I got all this other stuff. And he's like, okay, I'll take it. And literally... He goes, well, what else do you have? And I'm like, well, I got a storage garage and, and it's like, I got an awesome grill in there and I've got some other things that you might be interested in. So he's like, well, let's go take a look. He took the grill like, and then we get to talking some more and he's like, I'll take it all. Like, you just know, you just tell me what you want for it. And I know it's good stuff. I know it's came from a good home. And if this is going to help you on your journey and, and not go through this whole thing and 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 sell things to individual people and hundreds and hundreds of things he goes just give me a price and i'll take it when you are in the listening and when you have certain things when you're on the right path it's not about easy living but it's about knowing the ease that was my first biggest thing that i've ever felt in my entire life is like this is really not easy but this man just brought ease to my life because of the journey the, the correct journey that I'm on right now. And like who would place an ad on Craigslist for a couch and you've got hundreds of things to sell and you think it's just going to be a huge monumental thing. And all of a sudden this guy shows up and says, I'll take it all. It's not coincidence. No, that is not. not coincidence. Things happen for a reason. I'm true. I truly believe that in my life. I didn't believe that to be honest with you, like three years ago but I truly do believe that in my heart and soul right now. Like things happen for a reason. You are, you and I are on this call in this podcast for a reason. It's probably going to be help somebody. It probably, it might help me. It might help you. I don't know. But if we can help one person, that's what it's for. And we may never know, or we may know, we may know tomorrow, whenever this comes out at the day after we might have people saying, Holy shit. I'm on that same journey and I don't know where to go. And your, your podcast truly to help me. And I know that this is for a reason. Everything I do is for a reason. I agree. I agree. Uh, and I think that, you know, for the people who feel like, you know, this isn't just for, and that's what I want. I hope that, that people get is that this isn't just for the entrepreneur. This isn't just for the soulful spiritual journey. This isn't just for, for, people who are in your exact same shoes. You know, it's so important to draw parallels from the information that you're putting out there, you know? So this is, this is the story that you're saying for 
this isn't just your story. It's the story of anyone who's who's felt stuck or lost or like they're living for someone else or like they're not on the right path and that they're surrounded by idiots, which is another good book. It, it's really for anybody in those situations. And what's so cool is that I think you really kind of gave us almost a blueprint for understanding that, you know, if I think back just over the so many helpful things that you've said so far, you know, one of the main things was that understanding who you are and what you want your journey to be and seeing if you have the right people surrounding you. You know, you talked about small talk and and how you don't like shallow conversation. And what that tells me is that you're looking for connection and meaning and people who have that reciprocal caring relationship with you. And then you gave some some tips for understanding what that looks like, you know, like don't push the relationship that's not there. Don't continue on someone else's journey if this is what you truly crave, you know, and then you went into the whole being present with people and making sure that that's how you're not trying to please them, but you're just giving them the respect and appreciation and the gratitude for saying, I, I trust you. I see you. I hear you. And this is the respect that you deserve. And at the same time, you get that back from people and it makes it, I think it validates the direction that you go. And that's when you can see that stuff starts showing up to tell you, hey, you're on the right path. And then you, you. Can, you can eliminate all those other distractions. And just like you said, and this kind of hit home for me, because I've never thought of it this way before, about life's not easy, but look for the moments that create ease. So if you sit back and you're like, okay, this is the path. It's going to be an uphill battle for a moment. And you have all these things swinging at you. You can literally ask yourself, is this decision I'm about to make going to create chaos in my path? Or is it going to ease the pain just a little bit to yeah. kind of direct you? I mean, would you would you add like what else in like this? Because you put out so much helpful information. You know, what one thing would you say to people in addition to that to to kind of get through the the roller coaster, the vicious cycle of how how the hell do I get out of here? Yeah, that's that's an awesome question, um, and I appreciate that that kind of the look back on our conversation, and you, you're spot on with that. The biggest thing is you're not alone. I thought I was alone. I thought I had to get through every single bad situation that I've ever put myself in, or 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 found myself in. I. I've got this internal drive and Amy, I, I truly believe that you're the same way you can get through it. Like I can get through this, anything, but I'm not, I don't need help. There's people out there that care about you. There's people out there that want to help you that want to see you succeed. It probably to be 100% honest with you is not anybody that's close to you because they're not even going to give you a goddamn golf clap in the corner when something goes right. It's the people that you've surrounded yourself with that have the same mindset and thinking they might be 2000 miles away. Like Amy and I, Amy and I are right. Mm -hmm. But I know that I can count on you to either lift me up or a laugh or whatever that is to be able to, or, or just some piece of advice, right. To get me through or get me past um, what I'm feeling at that moment. The other thing is you're, if you don't have your tribe, you're still not alone. You've got a higher power. You've got guides. You absolutely have guides guiding you. So talk to that higher power. I don't care who it is for you. To me, it's God and and angels, right? Like 
I know I have people looking down on me that want me to succeed. So listen, lean in and listen to those people or those guides. And that's when you truly uh, take hold of your life to live the life that you want to lead, not anybody else's life that wants you to lead their life or whatever, right? Um, that's truly a huge thing, huge item that I um, have experienced in the last two or three years. And it's made a big, big change in my life. You gave me goosebumps because it's so true. So true. But again, it's being vulnerable, Amy. It's it recognizing is. those it things, is. right? It's being open with yourself. It's being honest with yourself. I can't you're having the courage to say the shit that you might think of as that you're going to come off weak or embarrassed or whatever else. Like you sometimes I literally, literally tell myself, okay, it's going to literally take four seconds to make this statement. Just spit it out and, and step back and then it's done. Yeah. hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I told you before, it's literally the person looking back at you in the mirror saying, hell yeah, we're going to do this today. Or no, nah, you better stop right there. You're not going to do that. I'd punch that mirror right in the face. So Jeff, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Yeah. If knowing what you know now and on this journey that you're on and the path that you're taking, if you still had like one skeleton to confront to face to face, what would you say to it? If you're the person doing this? One skeleton? No, well. If this you know, is your skeleton. Even though that I'm, I truly believe I'm on the right path and, and my guides are telling me that I'm on my right path, there's still that little sliver going, are you kidding me? Like, is this truly going to happen? And there's a little bit of self-doubt there yet. And I would say, I would slap myself and say, God dang it. They're telling you you're on the right path. Things are happening for a reason. Let it happen. Engage it, grasp it and, and rock. You know, it's almost like a rocket is coming past you like grab onto that, like get rid of everything in your hands and grab on and, and just, and go, go for the ride. Go that for truly the ride. is it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Jeez. I, I thought you were going to ask me all about these other skeletons that I have. Like, why don't you eat spicy food? Well, like I don't eat anything that's going to come out hotter than it goes in Amy. Like, <laughs> so I kind of figured that <laughs> you know me better than shallow conversation. I'm, I'm dragging <laughs> out the demons, baby. I want to see the dark side of the light. <laughs> that has literally been my, my philosophy uh, for the last like 35 years. Like, <laughs> do you want jalapenos on those nachos? Hell no. Like I don't want to suffer tomorrow. Are you kidding me? Well, now that you mention it, tell me about this freaking crock pot fetish. So guys, if you don't know, Jeff's Instagram handle is crock pot fetish guy. Am I right? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But I just made that up to be honest. Oh, with you, you but, did? I like, was totally yes. going to. Yeah. So like, I love chili and I, and one of my daughters love chili. <laughs> she still does. Um, so I... I <laughs> So I have like six crock pots and I, I love crock pots. Like they're the best thing since sliced bread. You can put a roast in before work and come home after work and it's all done and let's eat. Right. I think they're the best thing ever in the whole world. But so now I have six of them. Oh my gosh. So, you know, you I would have six? like, do you cook stuff at different times or do different crock pots do it better? <laughs> so it started, so with old it started with different chilies. Like, my daughter liked chicken white chili. 
And then I liked beef red chili, right? And then somebody else liked it a little spicier. So like I would have all these crock pots going at the same time and we would just make it all once and then and then freeze them. Right? You had your own chili cook off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess I, I win every single time with six, <laughs> six entries. Hello. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of my little fetish is crock pots. I love it. And only in competition with yourself. Isn't that the like, yeah. a it's almost like carpool karaoke and. I've won eight out of the last 10 times that I've entered, but, and I will, I will admit I'm, I'm the only one that enters, but I have lost twice. Cause I, I didn't feel like I was up to up the snar on there. You weren't given your top performance. No, no. So I'm well, 80%. Well, I love that Jeff. And, and I think, you know, you know how I feel about you. I think you're an amazing human. I love sharing these stories with you both on and off the air and you're truly a living testament to the power of doing your best to put yourself first. And for that and sharing and peeling back the layers, showing us the real you, not the guy hidden behind the curtain of the business as usual bullshit. Um, I can't thank you enough. And I think that's, you know, exactly what this podcast is about. Just unveiling those hidden truths and that make us who we are for better or for worse, you know, massive kudos to you for stepping into the closet with me and sharing your insights. Um, I, we didn't talk much about it, but you know, it goes into, you know, the business that you've built with iconic HR and forming those connections between businesses and the people that they're looking to hire and to put those people in the right places, you know, the right spots on the bus so they can go from good to great and sharing what you share today really exemplifies why you're so damn good at it is because you can see and know the value of these different connections. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, I think your story is a call to action. I think that people listening should take this to heart and prioritize your true self and start building a freaking life that doesn't just look good on the outside, but feels amazing on the inside. hundred percent. You couldn't be any, any more spot on with that, Amy. Like I truly believe that that's like, there, there was a reason three years ago where we met in a conference room in Dallas and it's like, and we just hit it off because we are of the same mindset. We want to grow. We want the best for everybody around us and we want to help people. And to me, like, that's the most genuine self that you can, or, or the, that's the most, the most selfless somebody can get is, is helping and serving others. And, but you, you have to know that you have to fill your own cup first. And that's, that truly is, is the, is the main jam, so to speak, right? Amen. Word it to your mother. So Jeff, let me ask you, honey, again, thank you for sharing with me. Um, if people want to learn more from you, I know you've got a lot going on. If they want to follow your journey when you announce this transition, which I'm kind of excited for, how do they How do they connect? How do they learn more? How do they keep on top of the, the latest, greatest Jeff Brecken? Yeah. So that's awesome. I appreciate it. And I know that you're going to be a big part of my journey. So it's Jeff Brecken uh, at uh, Facebook. It's Jay Brecken 35, my old, my old uh, goaltender hockey number 35 right there. Um, so Jay Brecken 35 on, on uh, Instagram. Not Crock-Pot fetish. Not, not Crock-Pot. <laughs> but if that's not taken, I might, I might snag that baby. So, um, and then Jeff Brecken on LinkedIn as well. So follow my journey. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, and, and there's a purpose for that as well. That's another, not another story, but, um, yeah, just live your purpose, live your passion. And, and it's almost like 
one of that that old saying like if you if you love what you do you don't work a day in your life and that's what i would encourage everybody to do is follow their passion follow their purpose well i don't think i can add anything better than that jeff thank you again for being with me today guys until next time remember your skeletons they're not your shame they're your stepping stones to success dig deep rise high everybody like subscribe do whatever it is you do on these podcast things and i will see you next time that's a wrap on this episode of Skeletons from the Closet with me, your go-to gal for turning chaos into growth, Amy Ball. If you love the ride, then sprint on over to our Skeletons website for more even badass resources. Oh, and if you dig what I'm putting down, don't be a stranger. Subscribe, drop a review, and maybe even leave a saucy comment. Until next time, keep building that trust and turning your struggles into damn superpowers. 